I'm Kate Daniels. With a new year, we do think about a fresh start, and there's really nothing more important than looking at ourselves and our health getting healthier. So in a perfect situation, we have Dr. Julie Gatza joining us with insights on what we can do better, do differently to have better health so we feel more energetic, shed some of those frustrating, nagging pounds, and in general, be more vibrant. Let's meet Dr. Julie to get some of these insights. Dr. Julie Gatza, good morning, and thank you so greatly for being with us today. Good morning, Kate. Nice to be here. Well, I really appreciate having you join us, and it so happens to be just the beginning of a new year, and you think that this really has uh, good energy, good impetus for us. I do. I always look forward to the first of the year because everyone during the holidays is just, you know, a little crazy, a little spazzy and eating poorly and doing things they shouldn't be. And um, everyone knows that it's got to stop sometime. So the month of January is usually at least a good time to put your head in the right space and get some good information that makes sense and is logical and you can actually apply immediately. And that's what we're going to do, and we have a whole half hour to do so. So uh, there's, I hope, ample time to at least uh, cover the the critical parts of this. And what came to my attention in the information that I received is that we ha- there is something called seasonal digestion distress. Yeah, I mean, I've noticed it over the years. Is you know, a lot of times I think during the winter time because we're you know, in general, battling seasons and not enough sun and colds and things like this, um, colder environments, that your digestion is not working quite as good as it does in the springtime. So, you know, we could probably go back to caveman time when, you know, uh, the animals were plentiful in the spring and, you know, you had to slow it all down in the winter. So I do find that people have more um, problems during the winter than they have in the spring. And I suspect it's because um, of the reasons I mentioned. And then on top of it, We are eating a lot of foods that we generally don't consume from, you know, all the the trimmings that go along with the, you know, Thanksgiving and the Halloween candy and all the Christmas things and the comfort food that you grew up with. And, you know, at one point the system says, all right, that's enough. We need to get back to normal. That makes so much sense. You know, putting those two together, you know, just the, yes, as you explained to us. So that is a really good foundation. So we find ourselves in this place, and what do we do then to get on track, and it being the beginning of a year? Well, you know, I've been doctoring for 32 years, and I have found that when you correct somebody's digestion, I mean, really correct it, get it to where the fact that they don't have to think about it even once during the day. If you have to think about your digestion from gas, bloating, indigestion, heartburn, constipation, diarrhea, acid reflux, if you have to deal with even one of those things during the day, it means it's not working efficiently. So my whole goal is to make it so you never have to think about it. And that would mean that you are actually eating the correct foods, you're breaking them down, and you're absorbing the nutrition from that food, because that's really, when it comes down to it, the only reason that you're eating in the first place is you need the nutrition. And when you're getting nutrients in the body properly, uh, you're going to get your health back, you're going to stay healthy, and be able to live a long long life because you have the nutrients to keep the body in the place that it needs to be. So, you know, one of the first things that I have people do is... um, drink two glasses of water in the morning. 
it's just a good way to start off the day. Do it before you put anything else in, and you're dehydrated at night, and uh, you start that off, and you'll find that, you know, you have more energy. You might not need that coffee, and uh, you're starting, you know, at least to set the system in the correct mode. We can all do that. That's pretty simple, easy. We've got water. Hopefully, it's uh, purified water in our home, and we just drink two eight-ounce glasses. Is that right? That's that's right. And, you know, if you can do it warm, it's probably better for you, but people sometimes just like it cold. I don't care. Most people are dehydrated in general, and any type of water you're getting in from cold or ice cold or whatever warm, it doesn't matter to me. You know, the other thing is don't skip breakfast. It's really important that you have protein in the morning, not cereals, not protein bars, not, you know, some juicy drink, uh, not a bagel and a piece of a scone or whatever and a coffee. I'm talking actual protein, whether that's bacon, eggs, sausage, leftovers from last night, chicken, steak. You need the protein. Your body's been down for the evening and now it needs something to actually get it rolling and starting in the day. And you'll find when you eat breakfast, you're less of a snacker throughout the day, and especially at night sitting on the couch um, trying not to snack. It's often because you've skipped breakfast. So I love breakfast, but sometimes the carb gets its way in there. So, you know, a piece of toast or um, a, a ciabatta or something like that makes its way. Do we not want to have that, just keep it protein? I mean, I don't care if you put that in, but most people are battling, are battling weight. And the last thing you want to do is put that in when you're trying to get the body going. So get the protein in first. If you can get any vegetables in, maybe with the scrambled eggs, do that. And if you need a piece of toast, okay, fine. But you'll find that if you eat adequate, you might not even need to have the carbohydrate each time. Okay, good foundation. So then once that you've done that, uh, the one thing that you can do is you really do need to focus on having protein and vegetables at each meal. It sounds so like, yeah, yeah, we know that. But when you really think about it, or if somebody was to ask you to write down what it is that you eat throughout the week, you would find that you are eating a lot of sandwiches and pastas and pizzas and chips and, you know, carbohydrates that are just place fillers. They're not really nutrients that the body is demanding. It's um, the most Protein that you can put in, um, I'm sorry, I should say it this way, protein is the hardest thing that people have that it's hard to break down, and the cells need it the most. So once you're eating protein, your system goes, okay, cool, that's exactly what we need, we need it the most, vegetables come next, and if you do that each meal, you'll find that you don't have to have the carbohydrate, you don't have to have the bread and the things. The other thing is there's a lot of... um, uh, glyphosate, which is the roundup in pretty much all of the grains that are um, at least grown here in this country. And so you want to try to avoid those toxins, whether you want to admit it or not. They are toxins that the system does not need to actually try to handle. It takes nutrition to get that out of the body, and we're trying to get nutrition in in the first place. Oh, that's a very excellent, important point. So I, I'm glad to hear you say that. So you're saying... Um, to eat the the meats and vegetables uh, throughout the, uh, for our meals, but there's also your ta- in your messages to us. You want us to eat them with spacing, right? Yes, I mean if you have the choice, then it's the best way to do it. So if you have the choice to have your chicken and then wait a little bit, and then have your vegetables and wait a little bit, and then if you're going to have 
the carbs, whether it's macaroni and cheese or potato salad or the potato itself or a piece of bread. Um, once you space these things out, you, your brain saying, okay, cool. We know what's coming in. Your digestive enzymes say, oh, we know it's protein. We can actually secrete enzymes to break down these proteins. And when vegetables come, it has enzymes to break down those vegetables, and you're not piling it all in at once. Now, not every meal lends itself to be able to do that. But when you can, um, eating those things in order actually makes the most sense. You'll find that you're less hungry. You have more nutrients each time that you're eating. And you'll find probably that you um, lose a little bit of weight just because you're not trying to ask the body to do a whole job of breaking these foods down. In general, I am finding that over 90% of my patients are not producing enough digestive enzymes. They do have some complaints digestively, even when they're young. And, um, you know, because of it, we aren't getting the nutrients from our already nutrient-not-rich um, foods that we are um, eating these days. So I've been, you know, encouraging my patients to take high-quality digestive enzymes because it helps them to break down the foods that they're actually um, consuming. The enzymes will counteract like the bloating or the heartburn or GERDs or, or those negative uh, health conditions, right? It's true. And what happens is if you put in extra enzymes, you're breaking down your food so you won't get those things. I mean, I even have patients that, you know, they're calling and they said, oh, my gosh, I have the worst acid reflux. You know, I can barely move. I, nothing's working. And I'll encourage them to take um, this, this enzyme that I use called Absorbate and, you know, take four of them. And, you know, 15 minutes later, they're like, oh, my goodness, that actually worked. Now, they don't even have to get to that point where they're getting acid reflux if they're taking the Absorbate with each meal. So somebody who has digestive and has digestive problems um, will benefit. And those who don't have digestive problems will benefit from getting more nutrients every time they're eating, which is the goal of eating. And if we get the nutrients, it seems to follow that we won't feel compelled to snack or because we're in a state of feeling hungry, but we're not hungry. That's true. I mean, every person that I've met that has a weight problem is actually malabsorbing and starving. And it sounds so odd because, you know, a lot of times they're eating a, a, a lot of quantity of food and sometimes they're not eating a lot of quantity of food and they're still battling their weight, but they're lacking nutrients. So generally we look at, are they making enough enzymes? It's almost always the answer is no. Um, we get them on Absorbate. We start, you know, changing the, the way that they're eating as far as that goes. And it, it's amazing how they start to, you know, get the system working, they start to lose the weight, they start to have the energy, they're less hungry, they aren't compelled to eat the sugars and the carbs and all the different things because they're finally getting nutrients from the meals that they're eating rather than trying to create energy with sugar. Right. So this is a good supplement to use. And, and then you suggest that we can use uh, some spices in our uh, cooking as well. It's true. You know, we have a lot of ethnicities in this country, and along with that came all their little tricks for digestion. You have sauerkraut with the Germans and ginger with Japanese and kimchi with Korea, and you have um, pineapple with Mediterranean diets, and all these things have their place in helping you break down your foods and aid in digestion. The parsley on the plate helps. The mint that comes along with different foods 
also helps. Even, you know, spices not overdone help increase circulation to your digestive system. So you've got turmeric with Indians. And I mean, there it's just a vast array of things that have been used naturally that aid in digestion. And, you know, they're not to be pushed aside on the plate. They should be incorporated with each meal if you can. Anything fermented is an aid to digestion. So um, that includes our coleslaw and things like that. So, oh, so a fermented, so like coleslaw, would we consider that as a vegetable or do we eat it first so it's already acting in our body? <laughs> you know, with that one, you could do it either way. So you could, you know, have your protein, eat the coleslaw, it will help it break down. You could have the coleslaw ahead of time as well. So, yeah, it's a good question, but it's true. You could have it either place. Okay. Good to know because we want to be doing things in a pattern and and then we're going to get, uh, it, it'll just become our habit and we'll be healthier. Absolutely. And, you know, it's just not that hard to put a couple of tricks in. And once you put them in and you start teaching your family to do the same thing, you'll find that those things, even if the kids are rebellious at the moment, they'll find that they're watching this and it starts to, you know, become part of their habits as well. I mean, I have a 27-year-old daughter and, you know, I look at her habits and I, you know, kind of smile to myself because so many of them were um, taught from when she was little that, you know, I kind of laugh at this and go, all right, I win, she wins. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And that's the thing. As young children, some, I guess, might be picky eaters, but if it's something that's introduced at a young age, they're just going to incorporate it into their life's habit. I agree. And, you know, the other thing that I've seen, even when it's, you know, a little later in life for them, if you get the kids involved in the cooking, in the process of um, buying the food and planning out the menu, you're going to find that they are a little less picky because they are um, prideful of helping. So, you know, if your three-year-old needs to stand on a stool and, you know, get a dull knife and start, you know, chopping up, let them help. Um, at every level, it will make them um, more responsible for their, you know, nutrition and their own food as well. And, uh, you know, you'll have them also, you know, able to be competent in the kitchen as compared to um, relying on fast foods, which is, you know, inevitably not going to keep their health high. Mentioning that fast foods, is that something to just push off the radar completely? I mean, I never look at them. And, you know, I'm no angel. I am certainly have, you know, my Christmas downfall and did all the things you guys did as well. But, you know, it's just not a go-to for me. Um, only because I don't trust the food. I don't think there's much nutrition. It's not cheaper to eat that way. And uh, at the end of it, as great as I might have felt, you know, biting into something that I thought was going to be amazing, within 20 minutes, I'm like, oh, why did I have that? So... It, it doesn't make sense to me to do it. If you want to, you know, treat your kids on occasion or you're in a hurry, fine. But as a go-to food, you know, I know some of these fast food places are trying to, um, you know, make these things better. But I've even, I've even had some of the, you know, healthier fast foods and I get a bellyache from it. And I'm like, oh, and one of my daughter's friends says, oh, yeah, that's just what happens when you go there. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> That's you mean because, yeah. <laughs> I am paying for someone to give me a belly egg. Does this make sense? <laughs> so, you know, I mean, you know, some of the things that I'll um do for, you know, myself, my friends, my family is we'll cook a lot more food at dinner than we would consume. So, 
You know, if you're making chicken, make three to five times more than you would make. That way you've got something to snack on. That way you could put something in their lunchbox. You know, if you're hungry before dinner rather than grabbing chips, okay, have a bite of that chicken and then make your dinner. And you're not going to be ruining your dinner. You'll be eating something that's actually totally fine. And uh, you've got lots of it in the fridge. Hard-boiled eggs, they're such a go-to. And then get on the Internet and find out how to make them delicious. There's a million ways to make eggs better and, you know, have cut up celery and carrots and, you know, different things in a glass container in your um, refrigerator at eye level so that you'll actually grab those and so will your kids. And there's just so many things you can do that don't take a lot of time and effort and they're going to be cheaper to do it that way than, you know, buying, you know, Doritos and, you know, buying them again. And and those quote, snack foods, the price on tag on those is unbelievable anymore. I'm so surprised. I mean, I bought two bags of chips yesterday for $6, and I was like, oh, my goodness, we were going to make tacos and, you know, guacamole, and I can't remember, you know, paying that much for chips, and that they even said it was on sale. So I was <laughs> like, okay, this doesn't seem like a sale. Right. Yes. So we have to really be very conscious and conscientious about how we spend those those food dollars and for things that we hope are going to then trust make us healthy or certainly not sick, which we're seeing too much of it um, around us. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you could spend, you know, six dollars on a huge bag of carrots and a couple of bucks on some garbanzo beans and make yourself your own hummus. And you've got yourself, you know, a wonderful snack. So it may take a little extra time, maybe a little effort and energy to get yourself over the hump of, really, can't I just buy it? And uh, But once you, you know, get a couple of recipes under your belt, you're willing to then, you know, get a couple more recipes under your belt. I've often said to my girlfriends, you know, how much chicken do we make? And, you know, we all kind of laugh. And I said, we should have a chicken party <laughs> where every one of us bring over our best chicken recipe and trade it with each other so that we have five more ways to make chicken for our families. Because, you know, we do need these ideas. We need different tastes. We need spices. We need variety. And, uh, you know, you can get in the humdrum, but, you know, you can also expand and, and be amazing where you have, you know, 30 different recipes in a month that, you know, are tasty. So when I think about chicken, I have a really great recipe I found for a a chicken white chili or white, yes, chicken white bean chili, which is so delicious. But then when I think about that, that is mixing the vegetable with the meat. Is that not a good idea? You know, I mean, you're not going to eat it every day. So it's fine. It's just, you know, for the 21 meals that you know, are supposed to be eaten in a week. If you want to have three of them chili, it's totally fine. Okay. It's just, you know, when you have a choice, try not to overwhelm the system with everything at the at the same time. And if you are going to do that, okay, fine. Take some digestive enzymes so that you aid your body into breaking down those foods that we're all in at the same time. I mean, there's no way to pull apart, you know, chili. There's no way to pull apart spaghetti and pizzas and, you know, things like that. So enjoy yourself, but just... uh you know, help yourself out by making sure that you're able to digest it. Yes, totally makes sense. Very logical. 
Good. <laughs> One other question then about the chicken is we're talking about eating more chicken and how that is a good meat for us. Eating the eggs, where does organic fall into this? Yes, it's a good question. And, you know, I've been, you know, controlling people's diets for all these years and I've never made them go and buy organic. If you can do it and you can afford it, you win on that line just because you're not putting pesticides in. However, organic doesn't mean that it has all the nutrients from the soil in it. So I go back and forth on this one. I would suspect that the foods that I would generally grasp towards eating organic would be chicken and eggs because I eat a fair amount of them. And it's not that much more couple of bucks more to eat organic eggs and I like it also the um the free range so that the chickens are out eating bugs and things like that and they have their own space uh so so with that you know I like the free range eggs and then organic chicken when I can do it everything else is sort of you know rough shot depending on what's at the grocery store and you know how I'm you know shopping like pretty much anybody else in in America so you know it's not always, you know, set up to be a perfect diet, but certainly, you know, trying to make the best decisions on some of the things I eat a lot. Because certainly um, that does impact our digestion. It impacts then our, our health if we are getting too much of the pesticides into our system. It's true. I mean, you know, the human body can, is made to withstand a heck of a lot of abuse. I mean, a tremendous amount. So when you can make better choices, make the better choices. But, you know, I can't make myself nuts. And I'm certainly not going to make my patients nuts trying to, you know, change their diet to fully organic. It's just, it's a bit impossible in this country. Yes. And, uh, you know, with that, that would be where you would say, all right, well, let's have some carrots and hummus and not the bag of Doritos. Because I assure you, there's a bunch of toxins in that bag of Doritos on top of it. Or, you know, eating fast foods, you know, what the heck is really in that meat? And why does it taste so unusual? And what the heck is going on with these French fries? There's nothing that I've ever made at home. Mm. So, you know, when you look at that type of easy food, you're, you know, you're getting a bunch of junk that way. So, you know, be mindful there. And speaking of being mindful, in terms of digestion, I see that you note we need to chew 22 times. <laughs> Yes, I made up the number because it's easy to remember. And once you start to count how many times you're chewing, you realize that you are swallowing food that actually isn't chewed properly. And, you know, sometimes I get this image of, you know, flipping a dog a piece of steak and it's gone in a second. And I'm like, well, you didn't even chew it. So I do feel like uh, we in general, because we have a fast life and, you know, everything's on the move, that, you know, we're chewing and swallowing and chewing and swallowing and there's really not a lot of masticating going on. When you chew your food 22 times, it prepares your digestive system. It sends signals that says start creating enzymes. It um, makes you fuller faster. It curbs your hunger. It, you know, keeps you from eating so much. And it's really uh, good to slow it down a bit. Whatever hurry you're in, it's not going to hurt to just take a little bit more time and chew your food and take the time in between each of your, you know, your portions. And you comment uh, that even drinking a protein shake, you don't just gulp it down. You don't 
chew it, but I think the idea is you take time. Yeah, but if you actually um, start the chewing process and make your jaw move up and down, it's a signal also to your digestive system to start secreting enzymes. So you can just sort of mock up the fact that you're chewing it. It's just sort of a, a nice little trick because it does help you with digestion. Oh, I like that trick. I'm uh, yes, that's that is great. But but ideally, uh, you know, when we're eating some solid food, is to make sure that we we really do give it more than just a yeah, do more than just swallow it. That's right. Right. So to get more information about the supplements about the digestive enzymes, what uh, where should we go to search for this? So they can go to the um, website, which is naturesources.com, and it has all the information on the absorbate. There's a bumped-up um, digestive enzyme with a lot of other wonderful things in it called absorbate platinum. It comes in different forms. It can be given to kids. You can give it to your animals. It will help them break down their food, elderly. So do your research on it because it really is the, the – I mean, there may be things that are equal, but I haven't seen anything better out of all the years that I've been using enzymes with my patients. And um, you can also get some free samples um, on the website, or you can call the 1-800 number and use the code RADIO, and they're happy to send you some free samples of the absorbate. So the number is 1-800-827-7656. Don't forget to use the code RADIO. And, you know, I always say this is, you can get so educated, you can read a lot of books, you can listen to shows like yours, and unless you do something about it, nothing is going to change. Mm. So it's not like somebody's going to knock on your door tomorrow and say, hey, you know, we're going to change your diet and help you clean out your fridge and, you know, get this all right. It's, it's basically up to you. So start making just a couple of, you know, good moves towards health, and you'll find that it's just not so hard to actually keep that in and possibly get a couple more in the right direction Lo and behold, you start to see your life change, your health change, your weight comes off, you have more energy, and, you know, it's just a couple of things you have to do that's just, you know, correct. Absolutely. And there's that magic term again, you know, the weight comes off, because um, what's the obesity rate in our country? It's astronomical. It's unbelievable. And it's not that we're fat, lazy Americans. It's our food. So, you know, it's the way our food is processed, what we've been taught. Our quick lives, you know, we aren't cooking at home. And, you know, this is such a passionate area for me because it, it has everything to do with digestion. And when you fix the digestion, you'll notice that, you know, the pound comes off a week. All right. Maybe it takes 50 weeks for 50 pounds, but it's not 50 pounds. It's going to come back. You'll keep it off and you'll have your system reset correctly again. Right. Exactly. So really such important wisdom. Um happens to be at the beginning of a year, which is a great time to say, okay, I'm starting a new path. If we fall off that wagon, there's always an, a new day, a new week, a new month, right? It's absolutely true. I mean, every day, and you know, I'm no angel, but I certainly do more good than bad. And, uh, you know, I'm not complaining about my health because of the fact that there's more good than bad. And yet I still, you know, want to live my life and not just be a, you know, 
<laughs> a crazy woman that doesn't enjoy things. Right. Because I'm I'm sure, well, I feel that. I, I totally enjoy speaking with you, learning from you, sharing the information, uh, because you approach this in such a, a practical way, being, you know, just reasonable, but yet with that goal of we, we have so much potential to be really good and healthy, and we need to do what it takes to get there. Yeah, it's true. Right. Perfect. Yes. Well, uh, as I said, I I just do appreciate your wisdom, your approach, Dr. Julie. You really do help us. Uh, I hope my prayer this year then is let's take this, you know, at least one part of it and get started and see how we make our lives so much better, healthier, right? I love it. And thank you for the compliments. It's a pleasure to talk with you. And I love being able to educate more than one patient in front of me. So this is a thrill for me to be able to talk to more than one person. Oh, terrific. Well, I know we'll do it again because I am offered these opportunities with your great PR firm. So thank you greatly and uh, all the best to you and to all of us for this 2024. Well, thank you and Happy New Year. <laughs> 